All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Philosophy Sessions podcast with Phil Washington. I am your host, also the owner, founder of PW Digital Media Entertainment, Phil Washington. Whether you're listening at home, in your car, at the park, working out, or strolling on the beautiful beaches of Central Florida since it was 77 degrees today. Oh, my God. It is always an honor to get a few minutes of your time. It is so, so greatly appreciated. All right. Well, I have something special for you all on this one. Don't worry. Football season's over, so there won't be any football talk today. Truth be told, I'm still grieving over the Eagles' tough loss in the Super Bowl to Kansas City. But what's done is done. We move on, right? Right. So like I said, I have something special for you today. Now, for those of you that don't know, I have been in the golf industry since 2011. So two years after I moved from southern New Jersey in the shadows of Philadelphia to Orlando, Florida. In my 12-year career in the golf industry, I can tell you I've practically done everything in the golf operation with the exception of certain things in golf course maintenance like cut new cups and put down fertilizer. I have also had the pleasure of meeting some great individuals that I now have personal friendships and business relationships with. In some cases, those certain individuals are of stature, meaning they are high-level, well-known people. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Hall of Famers, music artists, recording artists, professional athletes amongst the big four American sports leagues, the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, the National Hockey League, and Major League Baseball. I can even say... If we're going to add a fifth, uh, Major League Soccer. Uh, Television personalities, you name it, I've probably had a run-in with someone from that industry. I've been extremely fortunate and blessed to have been put in a position during my golf career to to have had had these encounters. But there's one day that will forever remain as one of the best days of my entire golf career. There, this, this has absolutely nothing to do with playing golf. I'm talking about caddying. And for those that, for some reason, have no idea what caddying is, you're pretty much helping a player or a group of players navigate around the golf course while also doing your part to make sure that one you're taking good you're taking care of the golf course two uh you're taking care of their golf equipment and three pace of play but most important most important you're you're making sure that you provide them with an experience that they will positively remember for a long time so much so that if they get a chance 
they would want to come back to your facility again because of the great experience and service provided by you and the rest of the staff. With that being said, it's story time. I want to rewind the clock back to the year 2019. We're going to go to August 2019. And we're going to start this story on Monday, August 19th. So on that Monday, it was an off day for me. I remember being home. Uh, I remember I was checking and responding back to emails. That afternoon, I was sent a message in a group chat with the director in golf and one of my coworkers, Shane. In that message, it said something along the lines of the following. This Friday, a couple of VIPs are coming into town. They requested a caddy and specifically asked for Phil. Please do whatever we need to do in the schedule to make sure that he is available. Thank you. Both Shane and I will respond, yes, sir, no problem. It's funny because I didn't get an immediate response as to who, 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 who I was taking out on the golf course that Friday. So now, now the wheels are turning. I'm doing some thinking. Who, who could this possibly be? And at this point, I have been there for, for at least four years. And I've had my fair share of taking out some important VIPs. For example, in October of 2016, I ended up caddying for PGA Tour star Hideki Matsuyama. He visited the club to check out the facility and play. I was assigned to him that day. Was I nervous? Yeah, a little bit. If, if memory serves me correctly, I believe it was one of one of the first real VIPs that I had caddied for. And Hideki spoke very little English, but he knew he knew the basics, like he knew the basic words of the English of the English language. So even though I did speak to Hideki, I spoke mainly to his translator for most of the time. He wanted to play the golf course as far back as he could go. We did exactly what he wanted to do. I think the golf course played at almost 7,800 yards that day, including a par three that played just over 270 yards. He hit some long drives that day, not gonna lie, probably 320, 330 average. Um, Ball striking was really good, but his putter let him down. If I remember correctly, he shot either 75 or 76 that day, which was three or four over par. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. And no, it wasn't my fault that he shot 75 or 76 that day. I, I gave him good lines off the tee box in the fairway and on the greens. His problem 
was his speed on the greens. So after the round, I remember going over with his team to practice putting green, and we figured some things out with his putter. A couple of weeks later, this dude won the Japan Open, the WGC HSBC Champions Tournament. Um, man, there was another one over in Asia, the Tai Taihayo Masters. I think that was a week later. And in the beginning of December, he had won the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. So, uh, Hideki, if by some chance you wind up listening to this podcast and remember me, first of all, you're welcome. And secondly, I haven't seen the check yet. <laughs> kidding, 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 kidding. But, but, I do take pride because I felt I had a very small, small, small part in that run of success for him as far as figuring out his putting situation with the team. Now, the second name I was thinking of that was a potential VIP coming back to the club. Um, I've had a pleasure, I've had the pleasure of catting for this person. His name is Kyle Lowry. Now, Kyle, Kyle was a professional basketball player. He grew up in Philadelphia, went to college and was a star at Villanova University, go Wildcats. And he played professional ball with the Memphis Grizzlies, who he got drafted, uh, then went to the Houston Rockets. Then more famously, he spent most of his time in the NBA with the Toronto Raptors. And now currently he plays with the Miami Heat. I had the pleasure of taking Kyle out onto the golf course multiple times. And we always had a great time. We all talked about Philly sports. Some good cheesesteak spots in Philly and in South Jersey. And his love for the game of golf. But it wasn't Kyle. So by Wednesday of that week, a name came to mind. And the only reason why I thought about this man was that in sometime early to the middle of 2016, so it was sometime between January and April of 16, I remember hearing that one of my idols was on property. Well, my coworkers and I decided late at night to take a drive around the golf course since we were waiting for the guys on the range to finish up. Halfway through the ride, we caught a glimpse of a person that looked like, and later it was determined that it was indeed this said man. Before I left on Wednesday, it was confirmed to me. It was confirmed that I was indeed going to be that I was indeed going to be caddying for the one, the only Will Smith. Yes, Will Smith, the Will Smith, 
The Fresh Prince. Now, this is a story all about how his life got flipped, turned upside down, and he'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how he became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground, was where he spent most of his days chilling out, maxing, relaxing all cool, and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble all in his neighborhood, he got in one little fight and his mom got scared. She said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. He whistled for the cab, and when it came near, the license plate said fresh, and it had dice in the mirror. If anything, he could say that this cab was rare, but he thought, nah, forget it, you're homes. <laughs> Let's go to Bel Air. He pulled up to the house about seven or eight, and he yelled to the cabbie, yo, homes, smell you later. He looked at his kingdom. He was finally there, yo. He was sitting on his throne as the Prince of Bel Air. Yes, damn it. Yes, that Will Smith, rapper, movie star, producer, dude that slapped the ish out of Chris Rock. That dude. Initially, when I got the news, was I a little nervous? Yes, yes, <laughs> of course. But I knew, I knew that I had to stay professional at all times, no matter what. So Thursday night, get a fresh haircut and make sure that my work and caddy outfits were crisp. Now, we get to Friday morning. I get the initial nerves as soon as I walk into work. I put on my gear, and then I turn on the switch. Be professional, it's just another day. Got this, got this, be professional. Man, it would turn out that this day was nothing, nothing like a normal day. Early in the morning, I was told that Will and Jada, by the way, this was the first time I was told that Jada would be joining him. Uh, they would be taking a lesson from one of the best golf coaches on the planet, Sean Foley, at the driving range around like 9, 9.30, and then I would take him out to the golf course uh, by around 10, 10.30. So the time is now 8 a.m. I see this white, sleek-looking golf cart come on up, and the member parks. He gets out. Excuse me. And he tells me, hey, I'm going to leave my golf cart here. I'm about to have lunch with the governor. Hmm. You what? About to have lunch. Let's say lunch, breakfast. He's having breakfast with the governor. Keep forgetting. It's 8 a.m., dummy. He's having breakfast with the governor. Yeah, I'm talking about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. So I'm like, okay, cool. No problem. We'll take care of the cart. Here's where it gets interesting. <laughs> oh, then, about 15 minutes later, I 
hear over the radio from our security team that there is a Jeffrey Atkins at the gate to see another member at the club. Told security that he was cleared to come in. Right then, it hit me. Jeffrey Atkins. Why does that name sound familiar? Yo, tell me. Tell me this is not who I think it is. Tell me. Tell me this isn't Ja Rule. Next thing I know, a 2019 Jeep Gladiator pulls up to the circle and stops. I grab the, I grab the golf clubs out of the back. As I set the clubs down, I look up. <laughs> sure as hell, it was Ja Rule. Where would I be without my baby? The thought alone might break me. And I don't want to go crazy. But every thug needs a lady. That Ja Rule. Not kidding. I can't make this up. He had another friend with him. Forgot his name. Ja Rule comes up. What up, my man? What it do? Hey, uh, have you seen so-and-so? Member's name. Uh, yes, sir. He should be inside the grill having breakfast. Um, I'll lead you guys in the clubhouse to him. Ah, right, cool. No problem. Just as his buddy is parking the gladiator, there are two black Chevy Tahoes coming in fast around the circle and then quickly park in front of the door. Front door of the clubhouse. The first SUV is all of the governor's security detail officers. The second SUV had Governor DeSantis and I think his aide. I want to say maybe that was his chief of staff with him. Not sure. They all go in. Once Ja Rule's dude comes back from parking the vehicle, I bring Ja Rule and his friend in the clubhouse. As soon as I enter the grill, I asked the ladies behind the bar if said member was there. They said, yes, he's in the back. As I, as I, led, as I led them towards the back of the grill, I turn around real quick to look at both of the girls and their eyes were so wide open like, oh my God, is that Ja Rule? Oh my God, girl, Murder Inc. is in the house. Murder! I take them straight to the back. Everything's situated. They meet up with the member. They start ordering stuff. I come back outside, now realizing what the hell just transpired over the last 20 minutes. I have... Will and Jada Smith, Ja Rule, and Governor DeSantis on property at the same time. First of all, Ja Rule was a complete shock. I didn't know this mofo knew how to play golf, let alone you couldn't tell me 
that I would ever see someone like Ja Rule at an exclusive private country club anywhere. What the hell is going on today? Now, it's 9, 9.15, right? Ja Rule, his boy, and members of the club, they start to come out from breakfast, and uh, oh God, what happened? What happened? What happened? Oh, they come out, and they got their cart. Now, let me just say this. Ja took a video. Took a video for his Instagram, for his Instagram story. If you know of the video or have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, I'm going to play a little bit of that video right now so you can hear it. My guys told me, this I was just, we all laughing because my guys told me that I don't do social media good enough. So I'm trying to do better. Oh, B, you done put the hat on, man. Oh, yeah, you done put the hat on. Because you know what? I'm, I'm really about to do the 300. <laughs> yeah. The bull, what you think? Tell him, Benny the bull, I'm about to put that 300 on him. Word to Wall Street. So I had this idea. Okay. Now. After making that video, here's if you saw if you saw the video, here's what you don't know. What you don't know is that as he's taking that video, I'm literally standing three feet from him. I really thought for a second I was gonna be in that video, but I couldn't move because I mean he had the video going. I all I had to do, I just stayed there and stayed quiet. Now, they went down to the range. Ja Rule somehow finds out that Will and Jada are hitting balls in the Performance Center with Sean Foley, and he makes another video that's posted on Instagram. I'm going to play that portion of the video right now. Amazing idea to do a festival on a golf course. Hey, look what Randy did it. And I'm sticking to it, yeah. no matter what. <laughs> so, his IG story from that day is about four minutes long, and it's nothing, nothing but hilarity. That group goes out about 9.30. Now, remember, I'm supposed to go out around 10, 10.30. It's about 10.15 now. Will and Jada are still at the range hitting balls. I'm in my caddy gear now, all set, ready to go. I look up towards the sky, and the clouds are starting to thicken and get dark. Now, if you know Florida, specifically Central and South Florida in the summer, then you know there is a better than good chance that at some point during the day, it's going to rain. 
but normally the rain and thunderstorms don't come until after one or two o'clock in the afternoon. But of course, today, of all the damn days, it decided to not only rain, but we had a full blown microburst thunderstorm that lasted about an hour. I kid you not, the rain came down so hard and so fast that within 15 minutes of the storm starting, you could see pools of standing water all over the areas of the golf course that I could see. Now, at this point, I'm thinking, well, this ain't good. Golf course would be soaked and Will and Jade are probably not gonna wanna play on a wet golf course. It is now 12 o'clock. We'll say between 12 and 12.30. Now I'm out standing on the putting green next to the clubhouse with the director of golf and assistant golf professional discussing what the plan of action is gonna be. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see Will and Jada standing underneath the awning near the front of the clubhouse. We all start to walk over towards them Will ask, how's it look? Uh, can we still go out and play? Our director of golf says, uh, says, yeah, we are just waiting for the water to go down on the golf course before we open it up. Uh, by the way, don't you meet Mr. Phil Washington? He, uh, he will be joining you on the golf course today. Of course, professional that I am. Mr. Smith, pleasure to meet you, sir. Will, Phil? Nice to meet you. You can call me Will. Here's my wife, Jada. We exchange pleasantries and talk for a few minutes. It's now 1 o'clock, let's say between 1 and 1.15. And I get the call saying that Will and Jada are now good to go to hit balls on the range to warm up again. And then at 2 o'clock, the golf course would be open only for Will, Jada, and myself. The golf course would not be open for members until three. So pretty much, Will, Jada, and I would have the golf course to ourselves for an hour. And listen, knowing the members of the club as well as I did and knowing how some of them are, this was a very smart and calculated move by their part. You have no idea how much I appreciated that. That was huge. So I head on down to the range and I can see the members on the north end of the range hitting balls while Will and Jada were with Sean on the south side. I end up talking and shooting the breeze with Sean for a few. Once in a while, I'll go over and clean Will and Jada's clubs and check to see if they needed anything. 155. I got the green light to bring them to the first tee. Hopped on the back of their golf cart and took that quarter of a mile journey back to the first tee. Once we got to the putting green, I watched them putt a few, gave them last minute pointers, and then right at two, we got the green light from the pro shop to start. It is now two o'clock. 
first tee box. I am on the first tee with my idol, Will Smith and his wife, Jada. Got the golf course to ourselves. It was hazy, it was hot, and humid as all hell. Guess what? It didn't matter. It was showtime. Now, I remember Will's opening tee shot. He hit driver with a little fade. It probably went around 200 or so yards. I mean, it was good. It was a fairway hit, a fist bump, and a smile from Will to start. Jada was next to hit on her little tee box, and tell you what, she actually hit it pretty well. She hit it right down the middle, probably probably about a buck fifteen to 120 yards. To be honest, <laughs> the entire time caddying, I was I was laser focused on making sure that both of them were taken care of and I was putting them into good positions on the golf course. Pretty much doing what I should be doing as a caddy. I was being professional while also trying to not friggin' fanboy out. Once we got to the third hole, I was pretty dialed in on both of their tendencies enough that I started recommending adjustments to club selections. Will was decent at the start driving the ball off the tee. He had a fade that quickly became a slice right around holes four, five, and six. So I recommended changing his stance just a little bit, but also remembering a reminder I got from Sean about his takeaway. Holes seven through nine Will drove the ball exceptionally well with him commenting to Jada repeatedly. Babe, Phil guided me back. <laughs> I'm back, baby. With his patented laugh, you know, it was the <laughs> Oh, man. His overall game was decent, man. His iron play was good. He had a tough time getting out of the deep bunkers, but hell, if you played a golf course, I bet you Andy, everybody would have problems getting out of those bunkers. His, his miss putting would be, he would underread the break and leaving it short. As far as Jada, she was, a, she was as steady as they come. Off the tee, she was relatively straight. A true fairway finder. She would use her hybrid to get close to the green, chip it up, two-putt. The only thing I remember her telling me from the beginning was, Phil, do me a favor and try to guide me away from these bunkers. <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am. I'll do my best. And guess what? Mission accomplished. Although there was one hole where, if I remember correctly, she hit the tee shot. It was on a par three, and the ball looked like it was going uh, going for the bunker, but the slope of the green brought the ball back onto the green, so thank God. During the course on the round, Will, Jada, and I, we would make some small talk where I was from, some Philly sports, especially the Sixers and the Eagles. 
and how good I was or how good was I at golf. At one point, he wanted to see it. He wanted to see my swing. So he let me hit his driver and I ended up smoking one with a little push draw that went about 290, which was not bad due to the fact that it was still wet on the golf course. And I'm doing this with a radio with tees and golf balls, a towel and a caddy bib. I'm wearing all of this and I still blasted it 290. So that's not bad, right? I can remember I can remember him saying, "Well, you definitely got some game and I know that the driver is not the problem." <laughs> so, we get to the ninth hole. And after they hit their tee shots, I'm looking to the north. Looking to the north and east. The skies, just when I thought the storms were done, the skies were about as black as the ones that, if you guys remember watching Independence Day, it was that black. It was dark. I'm not kidding. They hit their drives, and then I heard... A loud, loud clap of thunder. Looking at radar, lightning was about five miles out at this point. Now, normally, we recommend all play on the golf course and driving range to stop and have the members and their guests seek shelter for their safety once lightning gets within about an eight-mile radius. So, I talked to Will. I talked to Jada. And they wanted to finish the hole and then check the radar and then assess the situation once we got done off number nine. And we did just that. So after we finished the ninth hole, we went back to the clubhouse and I showed them the radar. The storm was coming right at us. And so the decision was made to call it after nine. I got the chance to shake both of their hands and thank them for allowing me to be with them on the golf course. I remember Will saying, thank you, Phil. You're the man. Hey, listen, I don't have any cash on me right now, but my agent is here. Um, I'll have him get in touch with you, and I promise we will take care of you. I said, said, not a problem, Will. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the rest of your visit here, guys. It's been a pleasure. And I could hear a Jada say, you're awesome, Phil. Thank you, as they drove away. Will's agent was actually at the house that they were staying at inside the community. He got my number and texted me maybe 20 minutes later. He asked me if I was going to be at work tomorrow. I told him, yes, I'm there early. He said, okay, perfect. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Will had some things come up and we got to take care of it. And once we do that, we'll settle up. Um, we'll settle up then. So it sounds good. Thank you. I went home that night. And on the ride home, I'm not going to lie. There was something inside of me that was thinking that there was a chance that I was not going to get paid. That they would forget. But the next morning, I get a text from his agent around 7 a.m. asking if I was at the club. I said, yes, sir. I'm here. So just before 8, here comes a black Cadillac Escalade right up the circle. 
the agent walks up to me with a, how can I say this? A good, good amount of cash. I can hear the agent. He tells me, on behalf of Will and Jada Smith, they would like to thank you for a wonderful time on the golf course yesterday. Apologies for this being late. I shook his hand. I told him, thank you. As his agent was walking back, I could see the window coming down in the back of the Escalade. I saw both Will and Jada in the back. They waved. They told me, thank you, as they drove out to their next de destination. Turns out their next destination, I believe, ended up being in Dubai. Because I saw Jada's Instagram story. And she took a picture of herself playing night golf in Dubai with the same white visor that she got from the club the day before. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was it. It was over. Mission accomplished. Everyone was happy. And a dream was fulfilled in a way that I didn't think would happen in that way. The one thing I can tell you about the golf industry is that you just never know who you may meet and interact with. You see, golf is one of those few sports that can bring people together. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how good you are either. Need an example? Here you go. Look at the types of people you see play at spots like uh, like a Top Golf, like a Drive Shack, and now Pop Stroke. It, it it's incredible, and it's good for the game. My suggestion for all of you that have never tried golf or have no interest in it at all, do me a favor. Go out with a few friends one day. Go out for lunch or dinner. And then go play go play mini golf. Or if you have the money, go check out Top Golf, check out Drive Shack, check out Pop Stroke. See how much fun you have and then report back to me. I'm telling you. Alright, guys. It's about that time. Let's wrap it up. But before we go, we continue our February tradition of honoring black history here on the philosophy sessions podcast today we will honor benjamin o davis senior he was the first black general in the united states army he served for 50 years beginning as a temporary first lieutenant during the spanish-american war throughout his service davis was professor of military science at tuskegee and Wilberforce University. He was a commander of the 369th Infantry of the New York National Guard and special assistant to the commanding general amongst other positions. He received the Bronze Star Medal and the Distinguished Service Medal and he is now buried at the Arlington National Cemetery. He was 90 years old and we thank him. We thank him for his service to this great, great country, the United States of America.
with that being said, remember, you are loved. You have value. And you are worth it. Thank you all for listening. Until next time. Class dismissed. Ladies and gentlemen, do you love good music? You love listening to good vocals? Or are you a fan of NBC's The Voice? Then do me a favor, join host Stephanie and James as they break down each contestant's voice and overall performance from each week's episode. They keep it 100 and voice their opinions with love, kindness, and respect. You can follow The Pitchy Podcast on Instagram at The Pitchy Podcast, spelled T-H-E, P-I-T-C-H-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to their podcast on YouTube and on your favorite podcast platform. The views and opinions expressed by the Philosophy Sessions podcast with Phil Washington are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Philosophy Sessions podcast. Any content provided by our authors or content creators are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual or anyone or anything. Thank you.